Everyone has questions. Why am I here? Where will I go when I die? Is there really truth? But not everyone has biblical answers. Welcome to The Pastor Study, a ministry of pastorstudy.org. Join us now as we study the Bible to draw closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here is Pastor Tom Brock. Welcome to The Pastor's Study. Do you get nervous just thinking about talking to someone about Jesus? Or maybe you never as a Christian in your life have talked to somebody about Jesus. Well, every Christian is to talk to people. Uh, the Bible says always be ready to give an, uh, an account for the hope that is within you. So today the half hour is going to be us being equipped on how do we open our mouth about Jesus? How do we get over our nervousness? What exactly do we say to lead a person to Christ? This is Anthony Hulsebus. Hi Anthony. Hey, Tom. Anthony is a church leader. He teaches on how to talk to others about Christ. He teaches on how to hear the voice of God. So welcome, Anthony. Good to be here. And this guy really is an evangelist. And so <laughs> um, let me ask you this. Christians who know their Bible know that there's an eternal heaven and an eternal hell, yep. and that it's only through faith in Christ that anybody goes to heaven. So why are we so timid about telling people that important good news that through Christ there's forgiveness of sins? What keeps us from opening our mouth? Well, you know, I've asked this question as someone, I, I mean, I've traveled all over the country, been to 36 countries, teaching on evangelism. And I know that Christians struggle with it. I think George Barna did a research a number of years ago, he's a big Christian research company, that 95% of all Christians have never personally led anybody to Jesus. Whoa. Now, I'm not talking about people coming to church and, and you know, they, the pastor may be given an altar call or, or somehow they come to a service, somebody preaches. Uh, and they, they commit their hearts. But I'm talking about a, a Christian, maybe with a friend or a family member, explaining the gospel, someone going, you know, you're right, and, you know, giving their heart to the Lord. So only about 5% of us are doing that. Mm. Without question, the number one fear is the fear of rejection. Mm -hmm. we don't, nobody wants to be rejected. And we think the enemy has lied to us. We think, you know, if you tell somebody about Jesus, they're going to call you a Jesus freak and, and throw things at you and all these horrible images where in reality what I found is that people really want to know more about God. Mm -hmm. But we have believed that people will reject this. And of course, nobody likes it. So rejected. how do we get over our nervousness and open our mouth anyway? Yeah, two, I think there's two main things that, that really break us free from fear. Number one is the Bible says perfect love casts out fear. Okay, So knowing that you are loved. When, you, when the security of God, the love of God fills our hearts. Now, a lot of us know we're loved intellectually. Mm -hmm. We know that God loves us. But I'm talking about experiencing that love through communing with the Lord, intimacy with the Lord, doing worship, uh, reading your scriptures, and saying, wait a minute, and telling yourself, you know, God really loves me. I'm really his son or daughter, knowing that you're a son. So that's a big, in fact, uh, one of so the... So knowing God loves me will help me open my mouth. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, for instance, I'm not afraid to tell you about my wife. Uh-huh. You know, and I'm not I, I'm So excited. why be afraid to talk about your God? Exactly. Yeah. So there's a disconnect there. And I think that what, what happens is uh, if I tell you about my wife, you're probably not going to think I'm strange. But we believe, mistakenly, that if I tell you about Jesus, someone about Jesus, they're going to reject us. Mm -hmm. And that, now, they may not agree with us, but they're probably not going to really reject you. It's the message. It's not the person. All right, so we get over our fear of nerves by... by getting a deeper walk with the love of God in our life. Right. You said there was a second thing? Yeah, a second way is really um, looking in your past, looking in back and say, okay, what is it? Do I have a, 
but do I have rejection already working in my life? Let's say before I ever decide I want to share my faith, do I just fear rejection in general? And what we found is most, Susan and I, my wife and I have a lot of, we do prayer ministry. We found most people live in a fear of rejection, not just in evangelism, mm -hmm. just in general. Mm -hmm. And that we wrote a book. I wrote, if I can do my little, sure, go right my ahead. little plug Shameless here. plug, yeah. go right ahead. <laughs> uh, shameless plug. We wrote a book called The Rejection Exposed. See, most people don't know that they have a root of rejection or fear of rejection in their hearts. Until they start thinking, hey, I'm going to share my faith. And then they go, you know, I'm really scared about sharing my faith. So this book, uh, it's a book and a workbook series. We have it up on our website that helps you work through the issue of rejection. And so what we do, what we talk about is, hey, sit down with somebody, maybe your pastor, friend, family member, somebody, and pray through and say, Lord, is there some, some wounds, some trauma, something in my past where I believe that there's something wrong with me, maybe I feel I'm worthless, maybe I feel like I'm not good enough, I'm, there's something wrong with me to where I feel I live in a state of rejection, to where I feel, it's mm -hmm. not just in evangelism, but I fear rejection in general. Yeah. And you know, can we add this? Jesus said, if they reject me, they'll reject you. Yeah. So I think we need to open our mouth, whether we, ha I mean, I'll, I will probably never get over my fear of rejection. <laughs> I need to open my mouth anyway, wouldn't you say? Right. Right. Yeah. 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 But what I found is getting prayer for rejection and working through that and addressing helps. that specifically helps, helps quite okay. a bit. And of course, the other thing is go out, share your faith, talk to some people, and you realize, you know what? They didn't kill me. They didn't shoot me. <laughs> you know, I survived. Well, <laughs> one more reason. I, I think you, you've hit the main reason people don't open their mouths is yeah. fear of rejection. Yeah. A second reason, they don't know what to say. The second reason is fear of failure. Oh, okay. Well, okay, that's the same thing. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. In other so, words, they're going to ask me a question that I don't know the answer to. Right. So let me do this. What exactly, Anthony, do you say to someone to lead them to Christ? What I mean is, mm. what are the very basics of the gospel message? Yeah. And let's hear what you say. Well, you know, I, I like, in First John chapter 5, uh, John said this. He said, this is a message we've heard from God. God is light. In him there is no darkness. So I tell people, look, uh, here's the basic gospel in like three seconds. God's holy, you're not. Pretty easy. Jesus died to make you holy. So, in other words, we've all sinned. Mm -hmm. so the question is, how do I get rid of my sin? Well, Muhammad didn't die for your sins. Buddha didn't die for your sins. You don't want to die for your sins. <laughs> so, it's, it's, it's saying, look, the gospel is telling somebody, let's say it's a neighbor, friend of mine, somehow you've got to engage him in a conversation. And ask him about, you know, hey, do you go to church? Or, you know, but at some point, I always get to this question. If you died right now, where would you end up? Mm -hmm. Most of them would say, I'm not sure. I hope I can go to heaven. And then we ask them, why do you believe that? 98% will tell you it's because I'm basically a good person. Yeah, I'm a good person. That's yeah. why God will let me into heaven. And then what do you say? Well, then I say, look, God is perfect. He's light. He's total. There's no darkness in him. You, on the other hand, eh, not so good. So how do you get rid of your sin? You've sinned. You're a sinner. And they go, yeah, most people go, yeah, you're right. I've sinned. Mm -hmm. But, you know, God is, will forgive you. I said, you know what? God will forgive you based on one condition. They go, oh, what's that? I said, based on Jesus. If you're not connected with Jesus, there's no forgiveness. Right. So I don't need you to believe in Jesus. Right. I need you to, did you, have you given your life to Jesus? And, and I think, too, what we need to do, Anthony, because I was on the trap years ago of trying to convert my friends by arguing evolution versus creation yeah, or yeah. Adam and Eve and all this. No, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 6, I delivered to you as of first importance what I received, mm. that Christ died for our sins, mm, that he rose from the dead. And Paul's nugget that he shared with people mm. to save the lost 
He died for our sins, and he rose from the dead. And so that's what you're doing when you ask them, you think you're going to heaven? Oh, I hope so. Well, the Bible says you can know so. How do you think you get in? Hope I've been good enough. Well, you haven't. We're all sinners. <laughs> we deserve hell. Right. It's only by Christ's death that we'll be saved. And so it's, it's preaching the cross. Right. But, you know, to the, even to the kind of, quote, average Christian out there, what we just did, this little exchange we just had, they might find difficult. Uh, I, I, know, I know of a pastor in St. Paul he was, he was dating this gal one time, and he was trying to beat her down her faith. She would pray, and he would say, no, you I, he was a Ph.D. in English, lit, you know. And he said, you believe in that Jesus stuff? And all she knew how to say, this was her whole witness experience. She said, you know, all I know is Jesus changed my life. Mm-hmm. And she kept saying over and over. She was a brand-new Christian. She didn't know the scriptures. She didn't know anything. <laughs> and you know what? That guy is a pastor today because <laughs> she brought him to church. She said, look, I know, I, I know Jesus changed my life. So I want to tell you out there that if you don't yet know the scriptures or you don't know anything about how to refute this or that, if you can tell someone, you know what, neighbor, friend, family member, co-worker, I know Jesus changed my life. And you know what, that, that's right out of John 9. Well, it Jesus is. heals the guy that's born blind. Yeah. And they kept, this Pharisee says, who is this guy that healed you? Uh, I don't know. All I know is once I was blind, yeah. now I can see. Yeah. I don't know who he is, yeah. but, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and really, don't, I would encourage people, don't dismiss your testimony. Mm-hmm. You have a before Christ, you have an after Christ. Tell them, hey, you know, like for me, I always tell people, I used to look for ways to sin. Now I'm looking for ways not to sin. I'm telling you, only God, for a red, red-blooded young male, yeah. you know, when I was single, yeah. only God could do that, right? <laughs> you know, I mean, I wanted yeah. to find women and booze. Yeah. Now I'm trying to avoid it. So yeah. that had to be gone. And, you know, I'll tell you this, too. When I'm on a plane and I'm talking to the next person uh, and God comes up or they find out I'm a pastor or whatever, I normally don't lean forward and say, say, if you die tonight, are you right. sure you go to heaven? Yeah. Uh, why would you say, what would you say if God said, why should I let you in? Normally I say this. It's a lot easier, but it accomplishes the same purpose. I'll say, well, let me tell you what happened to me. I was raised in the Lutheran yeah. church, and, you know, the Lutheran church is based on the teaching that we're saved by God's grace, not by our good works. Somehow I didn't get that growing <laughs> up, and I thought I had to be good enough to get into heaven. And then my Christianity became a joy when I discovered we're saved by God's grace, by Christ on the cross, not by our good deeds, because we'll never have enough good deeds to earn it. So that's when my light bulb went. You know, that's so much easier to say than to say, say, do you know for sure you're going to heaven? I'm not saying anything's wrong with doing it that way. And I do do it that way sometimes. Sure. But just to share your testimony like this. But make sure to get the cross in there. You you do need to get the fact. And I think people over 35 would understand that that Jesus died on the cross for his sins. What I would tell people is the number one rule. Let's say someone's watching this program. You're saying, you know, Anthony, I, I really should share my faith more. I would say one general rule is just start with this. Just purpose in your heart to engage people. Mm-hmm. I always say, well, just say, when I get up in the morning, Lord, I'm going to look for ways to st- at least start some conversation about church, mm-hmm. God, the Bible, something. And, you know, we've got so many topics today, Tom. Yeah. Uh, pro-life, you know, abortion issues. Uh, Second Amendment now is in the news about gun rights. Mm-hmm. All these things can bring up the idea of the Bible, uh, God, prayer, yeah. you know, the tragedy yeah. at Newtown, Connecticut. Yeah. All these things, current events keep giving us opportunities to talk about eternal issues. Because yeah. there's no formula with evangelism. Right. One person needs to hear the love of God. The next person needs to hear the law of God. Yeah. There's no so, formula. So I think, I, I like your idea that regularly we pray for God to open a door or Lord use me some can I tell you real quick I normally pray in the morning Lord may I share you with at least one person amen what and I will tell prayer. you lots of days it doesn't happen yeah but this week a buddy and I a pastor friend and I are, are at this burger joint having a having a conversation about the Lord the guy at the next table 
pulls his chair over to our table. <laughs> now listen to this. Hands us a, a, a business card. Say my friend is doing Christian uh, products and maybe you'd be interested in investing, et cetera, et cetera. And I said, okay. And I said to him, where do you go to church? Oh, I don't go to church. I believe in reincarnation. And I said, um, why do you believe in reincarnation? Yeah. Well, because I went on this special diet. I detoxified my body. My third eye opened up and I was told reincarnation is true. And boy, did we get into it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was polite, he was polite. But yeah. I said, look, you know, he thought he was part of God. Yeah. And I said, we're not God. He's God, we're not. We're, I, I said, if anything, I'm part of the devil, not part of God. <laughs> yeah. I'm a sinner who deserves hell. Then I got the cross in there. Yeah. But my only hope for salvation is not that I'm good enough because I'm not, but that Jesus led the perfect life. I couldn't, died for my sins, rose from the dead. And he and I went back and forth. But I got the cross in there because that's what saves people. It is. Paul says, when I came to Corinth, I didn't want to know anything except Christ crucified among you. And you know what? Then he left and I had his business card. I wrote him a letter. I sent oh, him some awesome. gospel tracts. There you go. And I said, I'm just concerned that you leave Eastern religion and New Age uh, teaching and come to know Jesus. Yeah. And we got to do follow-up. I mean, I think I use tracts, all the little gospel tracts yep. all the time. Yep. There you go. I Tell us it. what you got here. Well, I, you know, my favorite one is either the problem tells people that, you know, sin's an issue, or are you going to heaven makes them think That's about it. That's a good it. one. Yeah. And, and I, where I do get, they get these? Well, I, I, I'm, a, I'm the Midwest Regional Director okay. for Christian Equippers, and okay. I have these by the gobs. Okay. I have thousands of them in my house. So what, do you have a, a website? Well, at northfirenet.com, the same place you, you can get the rejection North book. Northfirenet. Northfirenet.com. Get everybody, get a bunch of these, and when you go on the plane, what I do is I stick them in the magazine yeah. on the plane. <laughs> yeah. Or, or I, you leave it with the tip, but you tip well. Yeah, you got to tip good. Yeah. But, you know, they're 10 cents. Yeah. And, you know, I, every time I, I go to a doctor's office, I put one down. I go to a bathroom, I put one down. The bottom line is millions of people get saved every year through gospel mm -hmm. tracts. Because let's say you say, like a lot of you out there, you know, I'm kind of shy. I don't know how to present the gospel. Mm -hmm. Guess what? This presents it for you. Indeed, it does. Everything right here it explains the cross. Yep. Ask them why they believe, what yep. they believe. And, and can, can, I, yeah, can yeah, I say this, yeah. Anthony? So my dad has like nine brothers and sisters, wow. the Catholic side of the family. Oh. They start to die off. And yeah, I'm not saying Catholics don't know the Lord. I believe some do. Some do, yeah. But this, on my dad's side, I don't know. So they're, all, they're starting to die off. I sent every one of them a nice letter, mm, just concerned awesome. about you. We're all going to die, aren't we? And it looks like we're starting to die. And I'm just concerned. We all want to go to heaven when we die and see each other again. So yeah. would you please read through carefully this little track? Yeah. Make sure you've accepted Christ. And then get into a good church every Sunday. Yeah. And, and, just, and, you know, I've, I sent these to all of dad's side of the family. Boy, I'm glad I did, because now all but two, no, all, all but one are dead. And you know what? Can I tell you something? Yeah. When I first met you, I don't know if this is a little secret here. I remember sitting in your office, and you said, you know, Anthony, I'm scared to death sometimes to share the gospel. But yet, you shared the gospel by that simple, you wrote a letter, yeah. you sent the, let someone else do the, but the truth, the word of God got in their hearts. That's right. Because at the end of the day, you can philosophize, you can do whatever, but the scriptures, Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are life. Mm -hmm. It's the Word of God that changes people. Mm -hmm. And so it's important for us. A lot of us have fear of not having it. They, they, think, they think evangelism is like winning arguments. It's not winning arguments. No, it's presenting the God's good news. But it's, it's introducing them to a person. Yeah. Do you know the Lord? Mm -hmm. That's how I got saved. The guy mm -hmm. walked up to me my senior year in high school. He looked me right in the eye. Didn't even say hi. He said, do you know the Lord? Mm -hmm. Now, as a Catholic kid, I, I was like, the Lord? You mean God? Or you know, I didn't mm -hmm. even know what that meant. But the bottom line is, if you know the scriptures inside of the Bible, when people do ask you questions, at least you should have something there for answers. But it, let's say you don't know anything, you're totally shy, write me a, send me an email, go to our website. I will What's free the website again? northfirenet.com, okay. like a fire in the northnet.com. I will send them free. As many as you want, I'll send you tracks. 
I'll help you share the, the gospel. Yeah. I mean, Anthony, when I was 16 years old, I was a Christian, but kind of barely. Yeah. But I was a Christian. I yeah. trusted Christ, but didn't understand grace very well, etc. So I'm at a party when I'm 16 years old. A girl comes up, Tom, I hear you're a Christian. I've been reading this book, The Lake Great Planet Earth. Oh, yeah, and, by Al Lindsay. And yeah. she said, I want to become a Christian. How do I become a Christian? I can remember my exact words. And I didn't know. Yeah. Now I know. Yeah. And, and again, everybody, what do you say if somebody says, I hear you're a Christian. How do I become a Christian? What would you say to that? You know what? The first thing is just give your life to Jesus. Now, you know what? You want, you want to know my big salvation prayer? Hmm. Here's my big prayer when I got saved. Lord, I'm yours. I didn't know how to pray any prayer. I just mm -hmm. said, Lord, I'm yours. Mm -hmm. And that was, but see, God knew my heart. Now, now when I pray with people, I lead them in a little more formal prayer. Yeah, yeah. But the bottom line is, if someone says, I say, look, it's kind of like getting married. You know, a lot of people, Tom, are dating Jesus. Yeah. They've never given their life to him. Mm -hmm. And when I got married, see, I dated Susan for two years. But when I got married, I said, I do. I give whatever I have, everything I have is yours, forsaking all other women, clinging only to you. It was part of my marriage vows. And a lot of Americans are dating Jesus. A lot of people who go to church on Sundays are dating Jesus. Well, it with them on Sunday, but they're dating other people throughout the week, other gods, yeah. you know, sex, yeah. money, yeah, yeah. TV. And so giving your life to Jesus, getting married to Jesus is what it means to be saved. Well, let's, let's talk about exactly what do we say and what does it mean to be saved? Because you're more Baptist than I'm more Lutheran. You're kind of a Pentecostal yeah. Baptist guy, yeah. guy. Yeah. and I'm a Lutheran guy. Right. Let me tell you the Baptist heresy and then the Lutheran heresy. Oh, okay. The Baptist heresy is, I prayed the prayer, I asked Jesus in my uh, heart, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saved, get off my back. Yeah. I'm living with my girlfriend, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm sinning, I never go to church, but yeah. hey, I'm saved because I prayed the prayer. Right. Let me give you the Lutheran heresy. I was baptized as a baby, I got my ticket, mm -hmm. I haven't been at church for 20 years, I don't care about God, but hey, I was baptized as a baby. And what does Jesus say? He who endures to the end right. will be saved. Right. And so when, when the jailer says, Paul, what must I do to be saved? Paul said, believe in, that means trust Cling the to. Lord Jesus yeah. and yeah. you will be saved. You know, you're not saved by your good works. I'm not saved by mine. We're not even saved by following Christ that well because we don't that well. What saves us is Jesus' death on the cross. We're saved by grace alone. But I'll just say this and get your response. I went to a Calvinist pastor's conference mm -hmm. some time ago. And, and one of the speakers said something that just stuck in me. Mm. He said, we are saved by grace alone, but grace never is alone. Oh, that's good. I mean, we're saved by grace, not our good works, but grace always changes our life, bit by bit. Not we're not, we won't be perfect till heaven, but if there's been no change in your life, you haven't been saved by grace alone. Yeah. All right. So, again, you're uh, talking about false conversions. Yeah, and and we've got them, don't we? We do. Yeah. America has more churches than any country in the world per capita, and yet we've got more sin than most places. So how do you and explain? How that? do you explain that? I'll tell you why. Because <laughs> pre people don't preach, really, repentance. The word repentance means to change your mind. It means to, it's metanoia in the Greek. It means to turn around, to, to look at something and go, oh, my gosh, I'm, I'm, I'm going the wrong, wrong way down a one-way street. What most people do in America is to say, you know what? So if I pray this prayer, you mean I can go to heaven? Oh, well, who wouldn't want that? Who wouldn't want it? That's a great deal. Yeah. No, the Bible says you turn around. In fact, in, in, when Paul preached, he said, turn away from sin and turn towards God. He said, repentance from dead works and faith Toward God. So I turn away from sin, but that's not, that won't get you yeah, there. That's right. I have to turn towards God. In other words, I'm not going to stop sleeping with my girlfriend. I'm going to marry the right woman. Right. And, and let's be clear on this. Again, we're saved by grace alone, 
So do I have to repent if it's all by grace? Well, if you're saved by grace, you end up repenting. Yes. Even, even the repentance is an act of grace right. that you don't do. That's right. But I'll say, Anthony, the United Church of Christ, the Presbyterian Church USA, the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, and the Episcopal Church in America mm, yeah. have all, within the last few years, said homosexual behavior isn't a sin anymore. Yeah. And we've got whole denomination, and, and we've got in some of those very same churches, abortion on demand paid for in their, in their church health care plans. Right. We've got whole churches that are saying, you can be saved by grace, and you can live in sin, mm -hmm. because we're saved by grace. So this is called grace abuse. And what does Paul say about grace abuse in Romans 6? May it never be. <laughs> yeah. right. Well, it's interesting. If you read the book of Revelation, it's kind of the last word to the churches. It's very interesting here. The Lord's speaking to these churches through John, and he says, and if you watch in all the seven churches, he says, I know your deeds. He didn't say, I know your heart. Oh, bless you. I know your heart. He said, I know your deeds. Mm -hmm. Laodicea, Smyrna, Thyatira. Yeah. Yeah. He starts, in other words, just saying, look, I can see some fruit or I can't, I can't see any fruit. <laughs> you know? So if someone says, hey, Pastor Tom, I've got this beautiful peach tree in my yard. How do you like my peach tree? I bought it and I planted a peach tree. And then you go, what? but it's, it's growing apples. Then maybe you really don't have a peach tree. So what you want to do is say, hey, wait a minute. If I'm not, if I've got, if I'm pursuing sin, if, you know, now, now I'm not saying Christians can't struggle with sin, because we can't, mm -hmm. but am I struggling against sin? You may not have the victory yet today, or are you pursuing sin, are you nonchalant right. about it? Are you, because if you're pursuing yep. sin, if you're looking for ways, yep. if you're looking for excuses, abusing grace, mm -hmm. then I would check and see, you know, am I, am I dating Jesus, or have I really given yeah. my life to and, him? And again, what you're saying is, we talk about direction, not perfection. That's good. We won't I have like perfection that. till heaven. Right. But is the direction of your life good. toward God? And when you blow it, are you sad and do you get back right. in that direction? Right. Or do you live in it and say, hey, I'm saved by grace? Yeah, hey, you know, you know, God loves us all. The most common thing I hear is, well, you know, he understands he's a merciful God. I say, well, the mercy is all found in Christ. So yeah. if this is Jesus, the mercy is in here. You better get in here with Jesus. Because if you're out here, and the way you'll know is if the fruit's in your life. Otherwise, you, Paul has this famous phrase, in Christ. Mm -hmm. Well, if I'm, It's like if I'm married to my wife. Now, we may have an argument. It doesn't mean I'm not married anymore. Okay? Right. But if I'm married to my wife, you're going to know it. Mm -hmm. I have some signs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. some, uh, you know, let me, you've been evangelizing for many years now. Long time. Let me ask you this. With the way our culture now is going 150 miles an hour in the wrong direction, <laughs> we've become darker and darker. Mm -hmm. Stuff on TV that are, is so filthy now. Mm. You've got governments now promoting gay marriage, abortion rights, and all this. America is not going in the direction of God mm. anymore. Mm. And let me ask you this. In recent years, do you think it's harder or easier because of this to share the gospel? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I can tell you that younger people are more open to the gospel than I've ever heard. In that, this. Fifteen years ago, if I had walked up to somebody on the street and started explaining the gospel, they would say, oh, oh, I'm, I'm Lutheran, I, I'm Catholic, I'm this, so thank you very much. Today, they don't say that. Now, they might say, I believe in, you know, like this guy at the, the, the burger joint, they might say, I believe in my third eye in Eastern religion, but that's pretty easily, quickly refuted. So in one sense, it's easier, and people are more open because they got no base. It's like the communists. Once they got rid of all Christianity, there was revival in China because they had nothing to dispute it with. When my wife got saved, I led her to the Lord. She'd never been churched. So I didn't have to take all kinds of false doctrine out of her. She just <laughs> read the Bible and go, oh, the Bible says this. I believe it. Yeah. The other thing, here's, but here's the bad part. Christians in America today are more silent than they've ever been in history. 
I've never met so many Christians who go on Sunday, I love Jesus, oh, Lord, bless me, and then go out on Monday morning. In fact, I'm writing a book called Dear God, It's Monday. <laughs> and go out on Monday morning, and you, they're secret service Christians. You would have no, right. there's no boldness, no fear, they're, fear, okay. they're full of fear. They don't share their faith. But don't you think our parents' generation was even quieter? Um, yeah, but there was more people at that generation who went to the church. When they had a problem, they turned to the church. Okay. Today, yeah. if you're 35 or younger and you have a problem, you will not call a pastor. You will not go to a church. Yeah. You will go to a therapist. Yeah. You'll get some SSRI drugs, mm -hmm. some serotonin inhibit you know, uptake inhibitor drugs. Mm -hmm. You will not go to the church. Mm -hmm. That's the issue. That's the difference. All right. Well, you know, Anthony, one more question. Sometimes people say, well, you're an evangelist. That's your gift. Yeah. Evangelism just isn't my gift. So I'm going to serve in the kitchen of the church or I'm going to be a Sunday school teacher, but I'm going to let you do the evangelism. Yep. Biblically, is that accurate? No. Okay. Well, do you got a Bible verse or how can I you? I do. Yeah. All right, well, go ahead. The Bible says in two places. Um, see, if you're a Christian, you, you, you believe the Bible, right? So in two places, it says in Mark 16, it says, go and preach to all nations, rich and poor. You know, go and preach to all creation, Mark 16. Okay, it doesn't say, if you're an evangelist, go and preach to all creation. Mm -hmm. Or for pastors. Right. It says, go and preach to all creation. Mm -hmm. Matthew 28, 19, Jesus said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Now, he's not trying to brag there. He's trying to let you know that he's in charge. Mm -hmm. That's why I have no fear of people rejecting me. Me and God are in charge. We're the majority. <laughs> he has all authority. Uh, it's, it's, this is my planet. Do you never get nervous I anymore? never get nervous. God bless you. Because, <laughs> because, well, because I know yeah. that God and I, God's in charge. This is his planet. Amen. I'm his son. And so it's like, you know, if you walk into my business, if I have a cleaning shop, mm -hmm. you walk in and say, hey, uh, I'm going to take over the shop. I go, no, you're not. <laughs> this is my shop. I own it. Right. So this is my plan. But he said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. Uh, to everybody. To everybody. Yeah. So evangelism is not a gift. It's not a gift of the Holy Spirit. It's not a ministry gift. It is something that we do. It, actually, the word evangelism. Well, it, it, is, it is an office, though. He gave to the church pastors, yes. evangelists, etc. There are evangelists like yeah. me who equip the church. My job is to help Christians share their faith. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, listen, Anthony, God bless you. Thanks so much. It's so good to Again, be here. Again, you said you would send free gospel free tracks. Free tracks to how anybody. Do, how do people get those tracks? They can call me at 763-300-7312. I think the number's on the screen. Uh -huh. Or go to our website. My email's on there. And they can just email me and say, hey, I want tracks. Or if you want to get free from rejection and fear of rejection, they can get the book. But I will help them. I, I would love to come to their church okay. and just help them in evangelism. Good deal. Absolutely. Yeah. Everybody, we're going to close in prayer. Can you yeah. just take Amen. a moment and bow your head, everyone at home? Thank you, Jesus. God, we would pray you'd fill each of us with your Holy Spirit. Help us, whether we're nervous or not, to open mm. our mouths for Christ because we yes. live in a world that's going to hell yes. and only Jesus can save people. So, Father, we want to pray for everyone watching this show that somehow mm. this next week, you give each of us an opportunity to open our mouth and to tell someone about the death and resurrection of Christ. Mm -hmm. In his name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, everybody, we'll see you next time at the Pastor's Study. God bless you. Thank you for watching the Pastor's Study. You can watch more of our programs at pastorstudy.org. We are on the air preaching the gospel of Christ because of our generous support of you, our viewers. Would you consider supporting our ministry? You may do so at pastorstudy.org or write the Pastor Study, P.O. Box 41294, Minneapolis, Minnesota 55441. May the blessing of our one triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you today and always.